The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, Merry Christmas to you all. At this time of year, we have all kinds of different traditions that we observe, and um, I always find it interesting that pretty much every family has a different set of traditions all around the same time of year. It even starts right from the decorating. Uh, In September, I was blessing someone's house, and they hadn't yet unboxed uh, their plates and forks and knives, but the Christmas tree was up. This was in September. The Christmas tree was up. Um, This was part of their tradition. They started decorating in September. But I've also known families that hold off right till Christmas Eve to do their decorating as well. Even in our church, our decoration, the the trees waited until until yesterday to get put up. Different traditions. We have gift-giving as well, different traditions around that. That's a little more personal, maybe. I've no doubt there are some among us. I started gathering gifts for other people back in November or maybe even earlier. And maybe there's some who, right after now, they're going to go see if Walmart's still open to see if they can grab some gift cards. 
They're real gift-giving as well. They're, um, uh, some are Christmas purists, and they wait till, you have to wait till Christmas Day to open anything at all. Until then, you just look at the gifts. And there are others that maybe they'll open, start opening some up on Christmas Eve before. We all have different stories and movies that we enjoy at this time of year as well. Our favorite Christmas story or movie. And maybe the debate is still on. Is, is Home Alone a Christmas movie or not? We have different Christmas traditions. But even though every family and maybe each person have different traditions at this time that we enjoy, at the core of it all is the birth of Jesus our Savior. Even those who don't believe, who don't share our Christian faith, enjoy the holiday. For millions, Jesus has changed their life. He's uh, become the center of their prayer. For, me- for many, Jesus is the one that people consult before making decisions, or he's the one they turn to in difficult times, or he's the one that they, they turn to when they want to give thanks for some unexpected gifts in life. <clears throat> for many, his name is the center of prayer, and for some, is the center of a curse as well. When you hit your thumb with the hammer, we don't say, oh, Buddha, it might be, oh, geez, and hopefully it ends there. So for millions, Jesus has, has, has changed their life, and for millions more, he's been a controversy as well. Right from his very birth, word of the, about the Savior caused some controversy. We hear in some, some verses after this gospel of the great links that King Herod went to to eliminate Jesus. Now, even during his life, those who saw his miracles, there's lots of controversy about the miracles and place of... Uh, the, the, uh, there's lots of controversy and discussion about the miracles of our Lord as well. We might imagine... Some of the thoughts the shepherds had on that first Christmas, especially as they went back to their flocks. They'd had a vision of angels, and that that vision urged them to risk their jobs. They left their flocks behind. The one thing that they had to do was watch flocks. They left their flocks behind, and they went to see this thing that the angels were talking about. They heard some world-changing news, and they figured it was worth the risk to leave the flocks behind and go see this thing that had taken place. They go to visit the stable, and what they see is something maybe a little similar to what we have here in some ways, and very different in others. They were probably animals. Certainly there was Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. They may not have been as dressed as nicely as they are here. Uh, Mary maybe looked a little more tired than what she did here. Um, The smell, we don't have that, that as part of our display here. Uh, something the shepherds would have been familiar with. They came, they saw, and then they returned to their jobs. We might, and we can imagine them wondering, well, what has changed? They still had to work. They still had to struggle to buy, put food on the table. They still had the, the different challenges and blessings that, that they faced in their daily lives. Those still remained. And we, can, we, we may have some similar thoughts that enter our own minds at times. There are moments when we pray, and right after we pray, we wonder, well, what's changed? Or we come here to church at Christmas or at any other time of the year, and then we go home, and we wonder, well, what's changed? We still go to work. We still struggle. We still have lots of things to celebrate, and we still have lots of things that weigh us down. We might wonder, what's changed? 
Now, just a couple of verses after this gospel, we see that the shepherds, they go home rejoicing. They actually, there is no controversy for them. They're not wondering. They go home rejoicing because they've seen some incredible signs. There was, and there's three we can name here. First, there was the vision of angels that they saw. They heard angels singing. It's wonderful. That's a great sign for them. Then they come and they, they uh, hear about the incredible birth of Jesus. Uh, uh, they hear about the virgin conception and, and him being born, Jesus being born. Something that had been predicted 700 years earlier by one of the prophets. A second sign. And then when they see the child wrapped in swaddling clothes in the manger there. And the swaddling clothes, from what I read, has a different meaning for the shepherds than it may have for us today. In the Jewish faith at the time, when the temple was, was still standing, there was a practice of offering animal sacrifice to God. And it wasn't just any animals that were offered up. It was the best of the best. And so when a, newborn, when a new lamb was born, it would be wrapped in swaddling cloths to be checked. I don't know how the procedure exactly worked, but to be checked for any defects or blemishes or, or disabilities or anything like that to make sure that when that lamb would be offered to God, it would be pure and unblemished. These swaddling cloths were something that the shepherds would be familiar with. It would be unusual to wrap a child in that way, uh, to, use, to use those cloths that were normally reserved for uh, checking out if, to see if uh, the lamb was pure or not. <clears throat> and so what changed for the shepherds there in all this was seeing God work among these familiar signs in a stable with these swaddling cloths the tools of their trade god isn't limited just to the temple he's not distant or disinterested in the lives of the shepherds no in all this they see that god is very much interested in their lives and that's something worth rejoicing over outwardly the the shepherds lives may have remained the same but inwardly they were rejoicing filled with hope that they had met a Savior who truly cared about them. And so each time we come here, we're kind of like those shepherds, going to see this thing that the angels have proclaimed. We come here to see maybe something that can seem ordinary for us, maybe something that can even at times seem boring. But it's here where we encounter God in some ordinary signs, bread and wine, the fellowship of other Christians around us, and the scriptures that we're very familiar with. We just ask that at this Christmas, and each time that we come to this place or offer prayer, that we would be reminded that we have every reason to leave rejoicing. God of all, like those shepherds on that first Christmas, we have come before you seeking the signs uh, that the angels have pronounced. May we recognize here in this place true good news and share that with those who we encounter. As we go return to our lives after these holidays and feasts are over, uh, may we recognize how we don't go alone, but we go accompanied by a Savior who walks with us. This prayer we make in his name. Amen.